0: Good morning, Philip.
1: Good morning, Ricardo.
0: Are you are you an introvert or an extrovert? Very much an introvert. Me too. My parents sends a newsletter by email. And I remember once that I wrote about introverts and extroverts, and I never got so much feedback as that day. (laughs) And I, I admitted that I'm an introvert and some social situations are provoke panic on me. <laughs> and I think people didn't know because they tend to think that we all police are extroverts. And that's not the case. And shyness is not introversion. That's that's different. Right. No, I have to pull extroversion
1: out of myself for service, you know, for for what I need to do. But at heart, very much an introvert. The book Quiet by, I forget the author's name, was very popular about seven or eight years ago, generated a lot of discussion. I mentioned it once in a homily and the same thing, a lot of a lot of feedback from that.
0: What, what was marvelous to me was, was to realize that people are very open. When you tell them about your, I wouldn't say that introversion is a weakness, but then I told them about my difficulties with some social settings in which I find myself. And I, I don't know why, but people seem to be very appreciative of that show of, of weakness, I guess. For me, that was very interesting because I have no problem with that. Oh yeah, I've never thought of it as a weakness. And in fact, the part of that no, what, the weakness. I want to be, to make sure that that this this is clear. The weakness is not to be an introvert. The weakness is maybe that then I don't handle well some social situations, oh. and that I think it's more a weakness of an issue because of the profession we have.
1: Yeah, part of the part of the point of that book though was that in fact some of the most successful CEOs and people in the world, in fact, people who wouldn't know, are, are introverts. Interesting. All right, so how about we look at the gospel for this week, and then we'll explain where we're at in the liturgical year, because I think it's helpful.
0: We're coming to the end of chapter 6 in, in John's gospel, this, this very long series of gospels about the Bread of Life discourse, and, and that's a very interesting gospel. We're reading from John's gospel, chapter 6, verses 60 to 69.
1: Many of Jesus' disciples who were listening said, This saying is hard, who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the ones who would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my Father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Master to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life we have come to believe and are convinced that you are the holy one of god So yeah you mentioned the end of John chapter 6 mm-hmm. now and then we'll move on after this So what do you think I'm going to say here I'm going to bookend this and the theme of last week bookend this remember we started John chapter 6 I said just wait there's wait. There were crowds around Jesus initially, mm-hmm. and here is how this ends up: is that many of those who were following Jesus, they were disciples, returned to their former life and no longer accompanied him. To me, at least, this is one of the most mysterious kind of lines in the God. There's a lot of mysterious lines, but one of the more mysterious lines in the gospel and sad, you know, sad and. It really prompts, in a sense, prayer as we think about evangelization, as we think about our own discipleship. For some people, this is just too much, and they turned away, and we're no longer disciples. It's just an interesting moment. Yeah. My,
0: my logical mind would go to then try to unpack the reason why people are leaving him, and it says that that saying is hard, and since last week we didn't read that gospel, but we read the gospel for the assumption, then we may miss What does it mean when it says, this saying is hard? What saying was that? So we have to go to the few verses before this, and that's when Jesus says, just as the living Father sent me and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. So that's the saying that that seems to to bother people. Right. Interesting. Yeah.
1: I think related to that is... Jesus knew from the beginning that some would not believe that this would be too hard from some. And in fact, he knew who would betray him. That's, that's even mentioned here. Jesus knew from the beginning and the ones who would not believe and the one who would betray him. And it's just amazing because he's still with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you've really got to picture that. How would you like to be with someone traveling, kind of give up your, your life along with someone and you know that they're going to betray you or they, you know they're going to let you down and that's the way it is. It's in a lot of human situations, but that's the the amazing kind of reality of Jesus. He's called these people knowing that this is going to happen. Yeah. I just
0: I find that you don't seem that impressed. I find Yeah, that I it am. Just... I am very impressed. Okay. Yeah, I am. You always impress me. <laughs> also, I was reflecting about, um, I'm thinking about that, Peter, that we, we have him sometimes saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And here he is right on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like like showing his faithfulness, his commitment to Jesus in good and bad times. I, I think it's a great line also. Yeah, it's beautiful. So how would we say this? Many people were following Jesus because he was feeding them. They were seeing the miracle. They were they saw the incredible miracle of the multiplication of bread and fish. But then a very long dialogue between these people and Jesus. Jesus trying to explain why he did this. And when he speaks about His divine nature and the divine nature of the bread he gives, that's what turns people away.
1: Well, I'm going to give you my thought. I think this really gets to the heart of all of the Gospels. What kind of king is this? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the challenge here that's happening. Is Jesus going to be a king who is going to provide military might or earthly power or, you know, for um, these people to see their enemies defeated? Or is he a different kind of king? And I think he's trying to communicate here. He's a different kind of king, and he turns the world upside down. And some people just will not get that and are not looking for that. To me, I think that's what's really happening here. Fulton Sheen said, you know, Jesus just refuses to be a bread king. He used that phrase, a bread king. Rather, he's a different kind of king. Brad- but that's my... Th- bread king. So just about the earthly bread, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, in fact, there's something more there. So that's sure. that's my thought. I think I see that here. Maybe you have a different perspective.
0: Many of his disciples returned to the former way of life. Such a, an amazing way to put it, as you said, said before. So our people are sitting in the pews and they hear this gospel... Um, as, a, as my former teacher of homiletics would say, and it's not how you make a omelet, but how you build a homily, what are they thinking? Do we focus on, on the, the positive, Peter saying, so m- many of us struggle with our commitments and this is a gospel to reflect about. It's it's difficult to, once you focus with all these things that are happening in the gospel, how do we translate it into our own lives and the lives of our people? Do we say that the Eucharist is fantastic, which we know already, or do we say something else? You know, that will be my question.
1: Right. That's my question right now as well that I need to pray about because I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. You're exactly right. There's some real depth here and some really, really, really deep, profound questions that are encountered here. And what do our people need to hear right
0: now in particular in
1: our particular parishes? It's a good question.
0: Yeah. Master, to whom shall we go? Isn't that a great, great line? Right. Episcopal motto of um,
1: Cardinal Dolan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, former Archbishop of Milwaukee.
0: I like also that Peter says we have come to believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe even in those areas where we struggle, we have come to believe. It, it doesn't mean that believing was immediate, it's process. And, and and here Peter says, you know what? I've come to believe. It doesn't mean that he will not betray him and, and still struggle a lot, but we have come to believe. Right. Isn't that great? It is. The answer of Peter, for as many times as he says something that really, <laughs> this time, it's it's an absolute statement of faith. He's right on there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's
1: good. There's a lot here to pray about. It's a really beautiful conclusion to John chapter six. And yeah, I just, I'm going to be praying about this.
0: In, and it's been a long, a long summer with this, this gospel. We admitted to our difficulties with it because of its highly repetitive and highly theological material. But it comes to a great ending, and, and and that's fantastic. I think that that statement by Peter is something that that yes, we need to pray about because it's so so mysterious in the sense that it's so big and so so difficult to exhaust it. There is so much to pray about with this that that's what I would invite people to do. Right,
1: I agree. Well, how about we look forward then to next week? We'll get back to Mark's Gospel and we'll get together again. We'll see you there. All right, take care. Bye.